Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Em, I don't know if the uh, proper phrase here is thank you or I wish you hadn't, but I, you sent me the, the video that may or may not be Bill Belichick. That looks a lot yeah, like Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Yes. I, yeah, I don't. Uh, think. It looks uh, a it, lot like. <laughs> I think we have to stop saying it looks like him. I think we need to say Bill Belichick left somebody. <laughs> he's home. he's built. He's got big guy. Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. Got a lot lot to him. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, Slee, when you were that, was that the first time you've heard a lot of those highlights from the fifty-four to fifty-one barn burner, or were you in your car by that point? Well, I mean, I, I'm not aware of any of those highlights because. I stayed for a solid – so I was at that game at the time doing – you know, still doing uh, the, the sales side of things, still doing the marketing side. So I stayed for a good three quarters. That's kind of my thing. You know, I go for a solid three quarters. And I get there on time. I'm there when the hmm. game starts. Then by the time the fourth quarter started – and here's the sad thing of this entire thing. <laughs> I don't have any regrets of leaving the game. <laughs> That's funny. To yeah. start the fourth quarter, like I left, I was on the road. JB Long had a great call the entire time. Let me let me play the call real quick too. When you sure. finish the story, so like yeah. this is what you got to hear in yeah. the car because yep. you were had already left. Yeah. The defense, which has been doubted throughout the month of October and November, delivers in a monstrous way. Forget the 51 points they allowed. They came up clutch, and they take the Rams to 10-1 as they go to the bye. I was just pulling in. I was parking right at that time in Silver Lake, so the JB call was – that one touches me. All the other calls you played, I, I don't know what the hell was going on. I was like, what game is that? That must have been they were ten and one. I actually, I, I did not, I did year. not know they were yeah. ten and one. That year they were okay. Let me pull the curtain back too. I was at the NFL at the time. I was at NFL Films, and so I was an intern. I was going through a bunch of games and stuff. And um, at the end of the year, you're. I worked on the Super Bowl DVD for the Patriots, but like at the time, you had to have everybody's Super Bowl DVD set that is in the NFC or AFC Championship game. So we obviously had the Rams up through the the NFC Championship game. And it was so cool because I helped someone do this game, the package for that Super Bowl DVD that never actually came out for that year. And it's just like you look back and everyone was saying on, on that Monday, the Tuesday night afterwards, everyone was buzzing. It was crazy. This kind of goes together with what the Rams are dealing with right now. That at the end of that game, and even going into the Super Bowl, there was this idea that Sean McVay had broken the NFL that he had cracked the code on NFL defenses and that to beat a Sean McVay team, you're going to have to score 40 or 50 points a game. That, and because this is when they were just, like we just heard, 10 and 1. They're scoring a 50-burger here. They'd get 30 kind of in, in their sleep. That They were just tearing off points and yards and big plays one after the next. It's like Arguably what? the best version of it, the Rams no offense. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It was extraordinary. And now when you watch the Rams, and again, 
think of all the names that we just went through on both sides of the ball, whether it's, you know, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks and, 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 and Jared Goff and Aaron Dodd, Todd, all, all, Todd Gurley, just all of these unbelievably talented guys. And now it's when they go out there and they get their 17 or 20 or nine or whatever the number is it's like well where did that go yeah because the guy that built that is the guy that's trying to build this and it just speaks to if you don't have the right players you can't scheme your way to 50 points and one could affect everything else absolutely right like the trickle down effect it, yeah. so it, it it's funny with the rams i, I want to go back to something here real quick because part of this is hey the greatest game that you've ever seen it's the greatest nfl regular season game whatever that is my situation of leaving early now, I don't have a tie to either one of these teams. I just don't. So it doesn't affect me as much as if, if I left a game. We've had Mark Cates, who's um, one of our, uh, our um, market consultants, Mark MCs, right? Marketing, marketing consultants. He tells a story where he had tickets to the either he had tickets or he left at halftime. Kobe's 81. Mm. Okay. I don't know if you have. You've said the story about uh, Dodger Stadium. My and, brother. And you've, you've said a little bit of that. I'm trying to think, and I'm sure people have it, where you left a game and that game ended up being the Kobe 81 or that game ended up being whatever it was. That game didn't hit me as much just because I didn't have a specific tie, but I'm sure everybody has a tie of leaving early or they didn't go to a game or something came up. That that's, that to me is... Why is the beginning of the game more interesting to you than the end? <laughs> <laughs> it's not more interesting. Of course the end is more interesting. But you interesting. don't want to sit, sit in traffic? I just want to leave early so I don't have to be sitting <laughs> okay, in the parking lot. By the way, that's a fine answer. Yeah. But you just say you're, you, when you were setting it up, you're like, yeah. well, I was there on time. Yeah, I don't know. If, the to be honest, I don't know if I was there on time. <laughs> I have no idea. There's traffic getting in. Easily, okay. I could easily showed up in the second quarter for all I know. If the answer is just, I don't want to sit in the parking lot, that's fine. It, I, I totally get it because- There's nothing more. That is the only it, reason. It's good. Yeah. Because when you look at the Gibson home run, right? 88, you see the taillights in the, in yeah. the, the parking lot. This, just those two guys like- and that guy or, or woman or whoever it was, like, I just missed the greatest moment in Dodger history. Yeah. Like, just slam on the brace. Like, I missed it because I didn't want to wait in the free uh, in the parking lot. And I bet they don't regret it all that much because they were the first one out of there and everyone else was going crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I had an opportunity, to your point, yeah, to go to the game one of the 1988 World Series. My dad was able to get uh, a pair of tickets. And it was – I have a younger brother – and it was, you can go to game one and your brother will go to game two or vice versa. Just yeah. one of you guys is going to go to and you can bring a friend. And so I said, uh, you know what? I'm going to go water skiing the day of game one. That we went up and to water Lake, skiing was super fun, right? It, we had a great time water skiing. We did. We went up to Lake Pyramid uh, up by Castaic up there. Went water skiing. Had a really nice day on the lake. It was super fun. And the second he made contact with that ball, I've regretted it ever since. My brother was there. He got to see it. And I I, oh, yeah. and I don't even think it was game two I was going to go to. I think it was game seven. And I was kind of oh, like, wow. oh, well, the Dodgers won in five. It never even came back to L.A. That's what I'm saying. Right. You were rolling, yeah. the, rolling the dice I, I, here. I was. Mm -hmm. It was it was a mistake. If you, had a, if, if you had a time machine, you can do you can change back one thing in your life. Again, yeah. there's a butterfly effect that if you yeah, for ha sure. one thing happens, anything happens. If, it, if, if you would go back, would you go to this game? Would that be the one thing you'd want to go over and go to? 
Like, I mean, it's certainly the first it's thing that comes yeah, to it's mind. Because be other things are, you yeah. know, like you could change other things, but they might be related. Yeah, bigger Yeah. No, yeah. Changes. That, 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 that would have been fun to be there. I'm yeah. not using mine on staying for the fourth quarter. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think I'm so. I'm not using mine. I wouldn't think so. But it, um, to your point about the, the Rams in the 2018-2019 season, about how great they are, let me just list you the points they scored against their team that sure. season. So they scored 33, 34, 35, 38, 33, 23, 39, 29, 35, 36, 54, 36, 23, 31, 48. That's they scored under thirty points and just wrote. I think I heard three times it was under. Yes, 30. it was twenty nine, twenty three, and six. The three times they were so under thirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna count twenty nine as thirty. Close enough. So basically, two times all season they didn't score thirty points. That's stupid. That's insane. That's like if the Miami Dolphins from this year were scoring again thirty points every 30 game, points but they're not. They're not. And like teams will have a day where they score thirty five, but yeah. you don't score thirty five every week for an entire season, and that's exactly what they did. And Travis, my question to you again, maybe you were following a little closer because you were working here with the Rams and you were um, doing the pre and post game. Post. Um and first and third hits at that point in time. I believe that's right. <laughs> but with them what was it? Was it that they unlocked Todd Gurley? Was it that Jared Goff was really playing fantastically? Was it the receivers? What was it? That, or was it all of it? It's all of it. It was a really innovative, dynamic head coach that put stuff out there that really no one had ever seen before. Yeah, yeah. That the league, Halle Berry, Halle Berry. The, the league catches up to you, but it doesn't catch up to you in a week or even a month, and sometimes not even for a season. They will figure it out eventually. They will catch up, and then yeah. they will also copy everything of, you're doing. Of course. Yep. So more and more people started to copy it, and it just became more familiar to defenses and, and how to attack it. But you also had nobody thought Jared Goff was good, so they were letting the whole. Well, because let, he wasn't before he was It wasn't an unrealistic uh, point of view, and it was just let Jared Goff beat us. Well, he did over and over and over again. Gurley was still at the at the very best that he was. Aaron Donald was at the peak of his powers. You had a Peters. You had all of these other guys that maybe didn't you have had a good line. Through. You had Whitworth that was you still had, there. We had John Sullivan at center. Yeah. Who, you had two guys. Roger Saffold was still at right guard at that point, who's been a long-time pro in this league. And all of those guys just get older. They leave. You can't pay them. The league sees the defense mm. it's or the offense, and it just – they catch up to you, and now it's counterpunch time. Is and that to counterpunch without the talent is virtually impossible? Is that even more frustrating that they didn't, um, that they didn't win the Super Bowl? But also the way that they lost that Super Bowl was that they couldn't score. Isn't that the most frustrating part of that? It would have been, yeah, yeah yes, is the answer to your question. And but the other part, sleep that Bill Belichick solved the puzzle was not a huge surprise. No, of course not. That, that, no. That had that been, I don't know, li- literally pick almost anybody sure. else, and you would have been Andy like, Reed. seriously? But Andy Reed's an offensive guy. Right. Had Andy Reed cracked Belichick the code. Belichick is Belichick. But that yeah. Belichick figured out, mm-hmm. I know how to stop this, and did. It's like, well, yeah, he's Bill Belichick. And the way you stopped it is basically pressure right over the center. Mm-hmm. And they used a guy that they hadn't used all season long, and he just blew up the Rams' game plan. And by the way, as bad as that Super Bowl was for the Rams – it wasn't as – it was bad. I don't want to say it like that. They had a chance to win the game. That it was – I want to say it was 10-3 to 3 deep into the f- middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Jared Goff hangs one out to Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is just sitting there waiting for it to drop into his arms. And Goff underthrew him by a yard or two, intercepted, and that was kind of the final nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. But they – it was a crappy game but they had a chance to win it right up until nearly the end. Okay, honest question here, and I'm going to fast forward to Sunday with the Rams. Do you want to see them win or no? 
ask your, a different your, question because your, do I want to see no, them win? Let, let, let me. And there's a reason, obviously, to the question. Yeah. I think most Rams fans know this isn't a secret. Any time in sports, you don't want to be in the middle. And I'm not telling you that the Rams are going to end up winning eight games and they're going to end up in the middle. I think that'd be miraculous if they did. But it also yeah. doesn't help you to be at seven or eight wins or something along those lines. They have a game against the Seahawks. They beat them in the first week of the season. I know the Seahawks are tied with the Niners for best record in the division. Mm -hmm. I think we all agree that the Niners are the better team. Mm -hmm. Would you – if they beat the Seahawks, they're now 4-6. and six. They have – a winnable game coming up after that. Who are they playing right after? Arizona. Oh, that's right, the Arizona game. And I, I, I thought the Packers' loss was kind of the nail in the coffin. They're not going to make the playoffs. But what you also – you want to be respectful, and, and, and Stafford's going to be there. And this – okay, we go through all that stuff. Do you want to see them walk away with a W on Sunday? Or, hey, no, I'm thinking big picture. It's the it's in the best interest of the Rams to not walk away with a W. What's in the best interest for the Rams is to finish the season with three wins. That gets you a top five pick, maybe even better than that. Because to your point, if, if I really thought, hey, listen, they do have a chance to win six of these final eight. Nine wins get you in. Full steam ahead. If I really thought, even not like a good chance, but just a chance, or if they're sitting at four and five, and the conversation is different, yeah, yep. but they're they're not. They're mm -hmm. three and six. You have to win six of your final eight, and I really just don't. It, I'd love to be proven wrong, but the fear is, maybe it's not Seattle, maybe it's Arizona, maybe it's New York, maybe it's the Commanders, maybe it's the Saints. That you find three or four more wins. Seven wins is so much worse of a season than three. Because they're both bad, but if you're going to be bad, be bad. And they don't have the firepower to make a run in the playoffs. I don't think they have a, the firepower to get near the playoffs. So get a little strategic. Not that you don't try. It's no, I not get it. bad, but look, the second pick is better than the third pick. The third pick's better than the fourth pick. You know what I mean? It's just at some point where you end up on the season is more important than Hey, we won seven instead of six. Yeah, great. Now you're picking 15th instead of 10th. There's business angles to it. There's yeah. angles to it that just make sense. And and, we, and we, I like we, the guys building the team. So let's let them start building the next version properly. of a really good Rams team. Sure. This is not a really good Rams team. This is, mm -hmm. at its best, an average Rams team, and they're not at their best very often. God, that, I got your answer. Yeah, that, that, that just... Now, if they went out there and beat them, what did they beat them in week one? Like 30 to 13 or something like that? Yeah, 30 13. Great. Beat them, if they beat them 30 13, I'll be fired up on Monday morning because it looked really good. And now beat Kyler Murray. Okay, now we're. And then you got the Browns, uh, Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun I know you don't Watson. Really know if there's a difference, but. Yeah, maybe not. But it's, you know, I guess he's the starter for a reason. And now you right. win, you're back at 500. Now anything, I, it's there. I just don't think that you're going to stack a bunch of. They're three and six with Matthew Stafford. Okay. We'll see how it goes from there. The in-season tournament is happening. Still not quite sure why, but I don't hate it. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Are you dealing with a dead battery? If you are, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like their free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you just need a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help you with that as well. They're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So the next time you are having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You got back-to-back uh, pregame shows tonight, Slee. Yeah, they Do you got... you go home again today? Oh, yeah, I got to go home. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm basically dressed. Yeah, I got to go oh, home. Oh, yeah, home game. That's right. No, no, I but... maybe but, you have your suit hanging in the car or something. No, I, you know, I, I kind of like that break. Yesterday when I went home... I didn't have that much time. I still got basically four miles in with Rook. Just go for a walk, be outside, breath, fresh air, all that stuff, shower, and get the hell back over here. Then you started smashing Uncrustables. Then I started taking <laughs> Uncrustables and coffee. It's worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. And it was Taco Tuesday. The 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 number, apparently, from what I can tell, uh-huh. is 515. That I left the house at 515 this morning and got here in a relatively normal amount of time. Okay. Still longer than usual, yeah. but within 10 minutes. Yesterday, I left at 5.30, and it was a nightmare. So everybody stay home until I get here at 5.15, and then you can get on the free. <laughs> I leave at the – it's not a good time. But I, I, I was pretty good about leaving at this time and still being here. It's, I'm not far. Pasadena, right? That's not far. I leave around 7.30. Right now, with the 10 closure at 7.30, it's like I'll just keep the car neutral. I'm not going anywhere. It's And it's going to be shut down I know. for a long time. I know they're saying three to five weeks. If if I said to you right now, is it done by the new year? Do you think it's done? Okay, so there's one of two things that can happen. They're under-promising and over-delivering, or they're over-delivering and under-promising. Which the government is really well known yep. for, is to over-deliver. That's yep. something that they thrive with. So that's my exact <laughs> point, is because they gave that timeline, um, I would bet a lot of money that January 1st we're talking about. So what do you think? When's it opening? Oh, I just had a very scary thought about the Rose Bowl and everything else, but thankfully, anyway, that's a. Hopefully, they got it open by yeah. by the first. Yeah. Just I don't want to have to roll out that early. Every I know. Once in a while, I can survive. Uh, in season tournament last night, Lakers are now two and zero in 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 season tournament games. Right? Yeah, two and zero. Suns and Memphis. Suns and Memphis. Mm-hmm. Courts are different, which we've talked about. The uniforms are different, which we've talked about. But it's getting. Buzz might be the wrong word. It's getting conversation. Conversation. There's, there's, that's so the right there's word. There's conversation yeah. around it. 
Anthony Davis was talking about how, you know, he and some of the players were, were kind of kicking around the idea of making an extra of half a million dollars. is Because it means something to some people. In that sure it does. Sure it does. I'm sure it doesn't maybe to but, AD but, and LeBron as much, but. But is that kind of funny? Even when we say the 500 grand, they already make so much money that there is a little bit. And you're right, Em. It's not, not every single not person every, on the team does. Not everyone's included in that. But if LeBron doesn't care, hypothetically, um, about winning the in-season tournament, I'm sorry if Cam Reddish really wants the 500, but you're probably not going to get the 500. And I think I just always just assumed that 500 was not big enough of an incentive for the most important players to say, hey, I really want to go for this. Now, I might be wrong because a lot of the players have been saying the right thing. So I think there's an order of operations on this. I think there that this, for you and me as basketball fans to care about this, that Things need to happen first. The first thing that needs to happen, and it looks like it might be at least a little bit happening, the players need to care. Because if the players care, then the second thing happens. The level of play rises. And 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 good basketball makes fans interested. If the players are interested in the money or whatever else it is, and they push harder, if the coaches are interested in the money and they push harder, they tighten rotations, which Doc Rivers suggested uh, on Bill Simmons' podcast, that if they approach this like it's meaningful, the quality comes up. Like a playoff preview or a playoff prep. The playoff prep, playoff preview, the intensity of the basketball goes, because look, let's be honest, the whole reason this tournament exists is to try to improve regular season basketball try to make it more interesting more important more meaningful if the players compete at a higher level if the coaches tighten rotations and the basketball gets better fans will follow but you can't ask the fans to do it first like hey care about this trophy well if the if it's still a game like we saw you know the Lakers against Portland. Well, okay, it's it's a November game between the Lakers and Portland. What? How excited are you going to get about it? Other than it's an NBA game and we like the NBA. But if it's hey, you know, we're not going to get to the ninth, tenth, eleventh guy. We're going to play six or seven. We're going to play these guys a little more. We're going to play heavier minutes. We're going to have tighter rotations. The intensity is going to be a little different. Now, all of a sudden, there is some interest in this whole thing. So. I- give you my observation from start to where we're sitting today. I think in the beginning, I had a similar observation, and you and I said this a number of different times. I don't really know what the hell is going on, and I don't know why I should care, but I'm okay with you trying a new idea if you're the NBA. Sure. You did the playing tournament. I I still think the playing tournament, there's some things that I wish were a little bit different, but the concept of the playing tournament, whether you love it or you don't, we're watching 7 through 10 – Leading up to the playoffs, as if it's something I wanna, meaningful. I want to interrupt you really quick. I, yes. Mm-hmm. Do we only care because the Lakers have been in it? If the Lakers were in the three hole the entire season long, and the seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. are, are having a fist fight down there, do you care? Maybe I'm not the right guy to ask. I watched the games. Why did I watch the games? I watched the games because they were the only games on in the in the weekday leading up to the playoffs. And there is a little bit of like, hey, this is decent basketball. These are not the teams that are going to go out there and win it. But I'm a basketball fan, so I don't know if if you're watching or not, but 7-10 to became interesting, and also the teams on the fringe trying to get in. You were talking talking about the bottom of the standings that you never talk about. But only because the Lakers were in it. No, no, but I'm I'm, going to go back to the same thing that I said. Maybe that's for you specifically, but what the NBA's goal was 
even if we just get a few people talking about this play-in tournament, those teams are so irrelevant to begin with. There's chatter leading up to the playoffs, and I think that mission has been accomplished. There's chatter, but there's stakes in the play-in. There's stakes. You're either in or you're out. Right, the the stakes on this are still really ambiguous. Okay, you're, so you're right. Let, let, let me just kind of finish in the roundabout way. So, the one thing that I'll say with the in so the, the playing tournament we eventually got sold on, and it was like, okay, hey, I don't think this thing's a bad idea, and it ain't going anywhere. No, it's good. The in season tournament, I have no idea still to this day if this thing is interesting or not. But if the NBA's goal was in November, you're going to talk about the NBA a little bit differently. You might spark a conversation with somebody that you never had before. We might run some freaking promos, and there might be all this social media that's going towards these photos of the court and these new jerseys. Why is that happening in November? It's only because of the in-season tournament. And I think that part is being accomplished. We might get to a point that by the time the in-season tournament is done, we might say, okay, that was underwhelming. Did I really care? Did I not? But I think the NBA, the goal of... Can we just have you talking about the league in November and in a little bit of December? Because everybody has always said the NBA doesn't start until Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're in this one-month window of talking about the NBA just a little bit differently. And I think for that purpose, I think the mission is being accomplished for the NBA. I think that's fine for this year. I think that the newness of it will uh, wear off next year. So I think that like we're not going to be, oh, look at the court next year. We're going to know what it looks like unless they do a completely different design. They'll talk about it. Or even two weeks from now, we're not going to be talking about the court because it's not new to us anymore. Right. So I think that That's is a good marketing for this beginning to care about this year in 2023. It's it's the future years that are important. Keep, but what Keep I think, in mind, it's almost over, too. Like um, it, it, yeah. it happens. It's a very short period mm-hmm. of time, which I think they did get right. At what, December? The beginning of December is when the um, it, Vegas it, is? It, it happens really quickly. Right. But what I thought was interesting of what Doc Rivers said to Bill Simmons was that there are some teams haven't won anything okay not that this is going to be something you have a banner for uh, this yeah. is something that you're gonna dis- you might display the trophy in some sort of part of your building whatever but it's something to accomplish and to win so that it's something for someone like the phoenix suns this is a stepping stone to our real goal we win the in-season tournament and we can prove that we can win games that matter it gives you momentum into the postseason so or if it's someone like i don't know are you buying that, that? no not i'm not even, buying not it. even but what's another team bit. that hasn't won that, that could have a chance. But I think it's the almost Suns, more pathetic. Suns are, Suns are a good like, choice, Em, and, and I'm glad you picked them. Because Clippers? Well, Clippers, not so much because... Also think eliminated from it. But I, I want to use the Suns because I think a player like <laughs> Devin Booker is the perfect... Like, you can't trick Devin Booker into, hey, this is a big of deal as a playoff series. You can't... Like, and Devin Booker's too good of a player. He knows what pressure is in yeah. December yeah. relative to what it is in April, May, and June. Mm-hmm. You can't really simulate that. That's why the NBA, not always, but usually, you have to kind of go through the steps before you realize the weight of all of these things. And I don't know if playing for a little bit of money on a weirdly painted court simulates the pressure that comes along with it. I know that was Doc's point. But, but maybe it's working through the kinks. Maybe it's working through the kinks as a coach. Maybe it's working through the kinks as players. What it means, like, with this, our rotations at this I have a a game that means something. I have a difficult but, time but, with but, that. But that's the whole point. What, what does it mean? I have because a difficult time lose, with that because we're still in December yeah. by the time that's done. So that even if, let's say, you won the in-season tournament – Playoffs aren't starting for four months, right? So that what what can I take away from that? What what I think Kenny Smith was talking about this yesterday on TNT. 
this is probably the best comp that I have or the comp that he had that I thought, okay, maybe I could tie this into it. I don't know how much. I mean, you're a big college basketball fan. Yeah. The they have the Maui Invitational. Right. They have they have these tournaments technically before the season official. They happen next week. They're all over Thanksgiving. Okay, winning the Maui Invitational or one of these big tournaments, that's actually a good accomplishment. You're going yeah. through some good teams to beat, but you're not saying because we won the Maui. That was our goal. We won the Maui Invitational, and you don't care about your conference, and you don't care about the March Madness, and you don't care about everything else. It, the only thing I could think of is it can be a, hey, this is where we are. We won this little tournament. We also know that it doesn't mean anything once the playoffs start. Maybe there's something but there. It, but it I, that, proves, I'm, I'm like, hard. it's hard for me to sell myself on that. It proves that you can compete with the guys that you're trying to compete with. So if, if you're using the example of the college basketball tournament, it's going to be Duke, it's going to be Kansas, it's going to be uh, Purdue, and I don't know, UCLA that are in this Maui tournament. I don't know if that's this year, but that's just a theoretical thing. And UCLA wins it all. They can say, hey. If we see Kansas and we see Duke in the Final Four, then we at least have beaten them already this year. Yeah, that's the part that I can't get with because I've said this before. You cannot simulate urgency. You Mm -hmm. cannot simulate pressure. It's just not the same because, to to, to use your your hypothetical, M, if I lose to Kansas in December – I got three months to, to, to continue to play and get right. better. Right, doesn't sink your season. Right, right. Whereas if I lose to Kansas tonight, my season's over. It's just that you can't simulate that pressure. It can You can learn to play well and all these things, but pressure is only there when it's there. It's like if Ohio State had lost to Notre Dame in that first game of the year, second game of the year or whatever, when mm-hmm. they had that scrimmage, and not scrimmage, but the game earlier on in the season. The one where Notre Dame kept putting six players on exactly. the field? Exactly, yeah. That one? Yeah, I, that, w- that would have sunk. Ohio State season. We we need a tweak. Like I I think I, I think I'm more open now than I was two weeks ago about the in season tournament. I think as it progresses, it's gonna be like okay, let's see what's happened. This is fine. But the tweak we we're talking about this. Michael and I in pregame. John jumped in as well. I think everybody's saying okay for the consumer. Give me an incentive for my team. If if the if it's uh, hey you're guaranteed a playoff spot, use something Tyrese Halliburton said. If it's hey you're guaranteed at the absolute worst, you can't be worse than an eight seed. Give me something that my the fan base can say. If we win this, this is beneficial to my team. They don't have that yet. But wouldn't you check out the rest of the season if you've guaranteed no, a playoff no, spot? No, no, because let's say you're guaranteed an eighth an eighth seed, something like that. You're still fighting for home court. It depends what team wins it. I, I still but think there's a lot to But you would let LeBron have for. more days off. You would have all the, like you would attack that second half we of the can, season. Very we can we can make that argument for certain teams, but I will tell you, Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, all these teams that are the best teams out in the league, they're going to end up being a top two, top three seed in the West or in the East or the West, yeah, anyways. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good, right? Like they just good is sometimes good enough because there might not be a perfect. So. I guess the best news for the in-season tournament is we're talking about it. There's no downside yeah, yeah, to it. True. There's there's no harm in in putting this together. There's only one extra game if you get right, to the championship. Right. If it's yeah. a dud, then it's a dud, and everybody just keeps moving. And I don't think it's a dud. I just don't think it's good either. Do, do you feel like you become more open to it, or no? I still don't give a damn. Okay. <laughs> like, and I don't mean that like <laughs> disrespectfully. That, I I I don't care. It, mm-hmm. They're not playing for anything. Why would I care? I think next year if they change it. We'll, now we'll be talking about whatever change there they do. Gotta have to a tweet. Be stakes. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be stakes. There has to be something on the line that, to your point, Al, that I care about. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis or Cam Reddish getting 500 extra grand doesn't affect me at all. What, what do I care? 
right? What Give me something to care about, then I'll t- pay a little more attention. Hot and cold, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Head on into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Because for over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you and me. And if you're anything like my family, you're getting ready to head out on your Thanksgiving feast. You're probably going to be driving somewhere. Before you do that and put the family in the car, make sure that your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change is on your to-do list and let the expert technicians make sure that your ride is at its absolute best. You'll be in and out in no time, 15 minutes from the time you pull in to the time you pull out, and you're going to feel great knowing that you're going to get to where you're going safely and securely. Over 80 locations ready to help you get your ride ready for the road in no time at all. So visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off of your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I knew you'd like that, Chris. Uh, we miss our succession text back and forth. But the reason why Kendall Roy is hot right now is because it rem- uh, something that happened in the popular culture reminded me of him. So Leonardo DiCaprio had his 49th birthday over the weekend. And while at his 49th birthday, he decided to take his hand at rapping <laughs> a bit. And it was it's a little cringy. And I also find it hard to, you know, most guys can't pull off the rap. Obviously, I can, um, (laughs) but not everybody can. So it reminded me of this scene in Succession. I believe it was the first season. Kendall Roy, who's the eldest son um, of of, uh, Logan Roy. It's Logan Roy's birthday, and he's singing a song to him. So this is what Kendall Roy sang to Logan Roy. L to the OG. Do be the OG, A, and he playing, playing like a pro, C, L to the OG, do be the OG, A, and he playing, playing like a pro, make some noise, A1 ratings, ADK1. Alright, so my, my That's same... worse than I even remember it <laughs> L to the OG <laughs> yeah. The song is stuck in my head all the time But there's no way to sound not corny When you're rapping and you're not a rapper It's an incredible skill And and the, the, the line between good and competent is big And the line between competent and everything else is It's a chasm like the Grand Canyon, right? Like Mario can do it like yeah. Mario can pull it off and it sounds cool because Mario knows how to do it. He's got that talent. He's, cool. he's got that ability. He's inherently cool. Yes. 
if Al or I tried to do something like that, it would be the most absurd thing in the world. And yeah. you could get coached up. You could do all these things. We will never have the just the, the skill set to be able to pull the, it off. The worst thing you could do is also try to do something. And, like, if somebody – if. If you and I rapped and we're joking around about it, okay. X going give it to you. Making fun of ourselves doing it, that's okay. To actually do it where you're looking into people's eyes, like, take me seriously. It's like, what are you doing? Right. And that's the best part of the succession scene is because uh, Kettle Roy is taking it seriously. He yes. thinks that he's spitting yes. with this. Um, well, it's like the, the, I got bars. You guys Ayo. have all seen or gone to or participated in karaoke, right? Yeah, yeah. There's the person in your group who can sing. Right. And uh-huh. they go out there and you're like, wow, that was really good. There's the person in there that tries, and it's okay, like, not bad. And if you're not at that, you have to go in there and be purposefully dreadful. Or yes. sing a funny song. Or sing a funny song, because any otherwise you're Kendall Roy. It's just or cringe. DiCaprio. Yeah, so like, what's funny, too, is I, at the, I went to see a movie last night, and at the theater that I go to, the Alamo, they have... Tuesday night karaoke, and so before the movie, we were like sitting there. Did you did you indulge? I did not indulge because the line is already kind of long at that point in time. Do you have a go to karaoke song? Um, I don't know. I've kind of gone in between a couple, but I like to do "Cowboy Take Me um, Home" from the Dixie Chicks. Now oh, okay. the Chicks. Okay. Um, no, "Cowboy Take Me Away." That one, but uh, yeah. Jorge, do you have a? a, a <laughs> it used to be "Love Me to Love Me Two Times." Okay. It was just uh, the doors. I used to work at, at Sunset. Yeah, I used to be the one. <laughs> yeah. What's your go to? Take me out to the ballgame. Yeah, we know that one. <laughs> it's the only song I've never That, that doesn't in come out in karaoke. Yeah, I, I, it do, can. It, I do it a cappella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, time for Who's Cold. And now, time for Who's Cold today. Chuck E. Cheese. You know how I feel about rats. <laughs> All right, Chris. Um, so, Chuck E. Cheese has decided to um, discontinue its animatronics in all but one store. There's one store in Northridge that you can go, if you want to, go see the animatronics still. So, I'm going to play a piece of uh, sound, the song, that we're going to miss. That we, when, we go to, when we go to Chuck E. Cheese all the time, that we're not going to hear this song. We can feel the magic now that you're here. All right, so there's that that we're missing from Chuck E. Cheese. But um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a movie that just recently came out on Peacock, and it's in the theaters too, that is a not-so-veiled spoof of Chuck E. Cheese with animatronics going kill a bunch of people. Um, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. I got a story. So when I was but, in high school, you know how you can work while you're in high school? Yeah. And, you know, my parents had, you know, signed permits, whatever. My first job was going to be at a Chuck E. Cheese where I was going to be Chucky. In the costume. I was going to be in the costume walking around with the kids. <laughs> and then I interviewed and it, it didn't go so well because I was nervous. You weren't this, Chucky this, material? I wasn't. <laughs> and then I was like down for like a week. I'm like, mom, uh-huh. I didn't get the gig. Like, I, you know, I freaking suck. She's like, like you didn't want it <laughs> enough. <laughs> dude, but I was going to be Chuck E. My mom, to this day, she would make fun. Remember when you want to be Chuck E. Cheese? I was like, That's shut up. That's awesome. Bro. Dude, I, I tried out. Like, they had me do, like, an audition kind of thing. It was crazy. Like you said, yeah. M, the butterfly effect. If Jorge gets that Chuck E. Who cheese knows gig, where he is. Charles Entertainment be. Cheese. That's yes. his full name. <laughs> Who knows right. where he is today? never know. We never um, know. Can they also uh, discontinue the Chuck E. Cheese ball pit? Can that also yeah. be another... That can't be the most healthy. Okay. That can't be good. Also, Dude, another thing. No, that can't be good. Do you guys know this about like DoorDash, how they have like ghost kitchens? Or like they'll say it's like the, the, the um, thing on yeah. the list is like pizza galore right. or whatever. And uh, you order that, you order whatever pizza. 
So Chuck E. Cheese is one of those pizza places. Okay, oh, so you is can, it really? It's like a again pizza galore type place, and you order it, and it's actually coming from Chuck E. Cheese and not from some other random pizza place. Hmm. So look out! Like I think there's just wings is actually wings from Chili's. Um, I don't know. I saw I saw a TikTok about it. It was kind of cool. That's terrifying. Because you, but also you, if it's good, it's good. Yeah, but Chuck E. Cheese pizza is not going to scratch that itch. Don't right? be, right. don't that. be disrespectful. Yeah, right, just tell me. Their pizza's fine. Don't be disrespectful. We talked about New York slice, <laughs> New York <laughs> pizza before. Chuck E. Cheese is in that category. <laughs> and when was the last time you had a slice from I, Charles I E. Queso? I have no. I don't know. <laughs> Charles Entertainment. Charles e. Queso. I haven't had it in probably since e. I was seven. Susan always calls him Charles E. Queso, so I stole her joke. Um, not good. The, yeah, the, it's funny it, you have you you have like a memory of it being good. Well, you're I seven. Think it's as, fine. No, even I think at seven, <laughs> I was like, "Why are we eating here?" There was the knockoff place here in town. I don't, see, I don't know if it's down in San Diego or not. Okay. You remember Showbiz Pizza, Jorge? No. There was a Showbiz mm. Pizza in Arcadia slash Pasadena. It's like right on the Rosemead there on the border, and it was Chuck E. Cheese only like not like you know without the wrap. With, with it was <laughs> like if you created a Chuck E. Cheese in your garage. It was a uh, low rent Chuck E. Cheese. They have the other one, John's Incredible Pizza, somewhere. I know. Oh, I didn't know that one. Montclair, yeah. I think I think there's a, a handful of and they have bootleg peanut, Chuck E. Cheese they have restaurants. Peanut butter pizza. So it's basically like just oh and no, pizza, thank and it puts you. Peanut butter and Ew. jelly on it, dude. Oh. It sounds terrible. Hori, are you saying that would be good? <laughs> no, I'm just saying they have all <laughs> kinds existed. of different pizzas. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have up here? And I'm actually just looking. We used to have one, and I don't think there's any more in San Diego. Do you guys ever have Hungry Howie's up here? I don't think so. No. Okay. Was it was it? like flavored crust pizza. It actually wasn't that bad. It was like basically just Parmesan on the bottom of the crust. But oh, it was very sense. high school. Like that's where we all went. We all went to because Hungry you Alice. liked it or because it was a novelty. No, it was good. Okay, it was good. Who's hot? Who's cold? It's brought to you by Next Gen. Next Gen, the official AC heat and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call eight three 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 Next Gen or visit Next Gen Air and Plumbing. Com. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. If you are hurt in an accident, call the accident attorneys at Sweet James. Here's what you get when you make that call. You get the best attorneys in America. That's what they've been awarded at Sweet James. Best attorneys in America. Let that sink in for a second. What you get is decades worth of expertise, both with Sweet James and all of the attorneys who are going to look at your case. Multiple attorneys looking at every case. So you can rest comfortably knowing that justice is going to get served, that you're going to get what you're entitled to, not necessarily just what the insurance company is offering. Insurance company wants to do it as quickly and as cheaply as possible. Sweet James is going to make sure that it's done right, that it's done the way that it's supposed to be done, that your car is fixed correctly, that your medical care is taken care of, and of course, the compensation. Whether that comes in a settlement, they can do that, right? They make sure that the settlement part, the pre-litigation part is on point. Guess who else knows that? The insurance companies. They're going to play ball with Sweet James, which means you get what you're entitled to. And if not, they go to trial and they win. 90, 98% of the time at Sweet James. So why call anybody else? If you're hurting an accident, call the accident attorneys at Sweet James. 1-800-9-MILLION. That's 1-800-900-0000 and sweetjames.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was today in 1960, November 15th, 1960, Elgin Baylor dropped 71 points Jeez. in a 123-108 win over the Knicks. He was the first NBA player in history to score 70 points in a game. Uh, Will Chamberlain would then go on to do that uh, six times. Sure, yeah. 70 or more for Will Chamberlain, or 70 or more six times for Will Chamberlain. I still think, not that Elgin Baylor's 71 isn't crazy, not that Kobe's 81 isn't crazy, I wonder if you could get to a point where there's a game that doesn't matter, right? Where for the standings or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you said to Kevin Durant or Devin Booker, who we've seen go crazy before, yeah, we're going to try to get you 100. Not that it just happens because you go in a heater, but we're going to actively try to see how many points you can score. Who, who would you pick and how close could they get? It's so funny you put it that way because I think if – that's the intention. Definitely, I think it's going to be more underwhelming. Don't you think it just kind of, it's a game where it just happens? I would be riveted by it. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, of, co- of course, riveted of of if that's the intention. Yes. But I'm saying the harder you try, I think the harder it would be to get to that, that point total. I don't think it could just happen naturally. I think, I think it's too hard. I think the league is too evenly balanced. Like, mm-hmm. taking nothing away from Wilt, but Wilt was a seven-footer in an era where there weren't any. What Booker have 70 against Boston? Kobe had 81. Kobe had 81, Kobe right? had 60 in, what, three, three quarters? quarters. Do you guys want to play a little uh, last man standing, very quick rapid-fire last man standing? Sure. Okay, okay so who has had a 70 70- plus game in the NBA. There are eight, and I'm counting the 70 game. All right? Okay. So there are eight people who have had a 70 or higher game in the NBA history. Uh, Travis, start us off. Wilt. All right, ding. Other uh, one we just put in there, Elgin Baylor. All right. Uh, Kobe. Yep, Kobe. Um, other one we put in there, Devin Booker. Uh, yes, Devin Booker. I think he was 70 on the dot. He had 70 on the dot. I only have one more in my bag, so. Okay. I don't think I have I might not have it. So let me think. Two here. are still playing. All right, so I'm thinking out loud. These are not my answers. Sure. I'm thinking Steph. I'm thinking LeBron. I'm thinking KD. Um, Maybe not who you're thinking. Okay. Um, another guy that could go for se- Lillard? Yes, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard went for 71. Uh, Al? Uh, David Robinson was the other one. Yep, David Robinson. I remember David Robinson having it. All right. um, How many many are left, Dan? There are two left. Give me an And one of them's playing, you said. One of them is currently playing. The other one, I I mean, part of me. There's another player in the league? It was the 70s, the other person. So one that's current in the league, one that was in the 70s. Seventy-eight. Current player in the league that scored seventy points is Kyrie Irving. Nope. Sorry, that's not Kyrie Irving. Al, you're the last man standing, but you can. You're still winning. 
Hmm. Any of these guys? I know it ain't LeBron. It's not KD, right? Nope. Steph. No. Who is it? It happened last year. Or actually, no, it happened this year. But in January of this year. I have no idea. Who the hell are we missing? Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Donovan Mitchell did on January 2nd, 2023. The other person was David Thompson. David Thompson. Yeah. So those, that's everyone. So Michael Thompson yelling at us for not knowing this. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's probably going to walk in right now on the line. The Donovan, why do I feel like that? And there's nothing wrong with Donovan Mitchell, but like when I see Donovan Mitchell get it, even the Devin Booker one where they were down double digits and he just, I think they were down 20. Takes away a little something. I would love I mean, to see. It, it's a gimmick, but like for instance, in Major League Baseball, I don't think it's happened in a very long time, but it, it's happened in my lifetime where you get two teams that are out of it. Nobody's playing for it. You can't do it if somebody else has stakes in the game, but where they'd have a player play a different position every inning. So there's nine innings, there's nine positions. Somebody moves and plays nine places in one spot. Like there are little gimmicky things like that. I would love to see. Hey, listen, we're going to feed you the ball every time. You're going to play, if not 48 minutes, you're going to play 46 and a half. Mm-hmm. And we want you and to you're do, just chucking threes. You got well, or if they're yeah. defi- get to the get a bunch of layups, get to That's the true. foul line, get you know you'd have to be a good foul shooter, right? To to get you have to. It's it, it's a Booker esque thing. It, it's one of those guys, yeah. Booker KD. Because I can still hit threes. Yeah, I can. I'm automatic at the free throw line. Can finish at the rim. I got a little bit of size to where, like you're saying, I could get to the rim and I'm comfortable going to the basket. Today is National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Which is that today? We should. I, I need to observe that in my house. Text Michelle right now. Because there is nothing but half-used jars of whole grain mustard in the back of my refrigerator. Or like, like 65 too many hoisin of them. sauces. Too many hoisin sauces. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, oh, this recipe calls for whole grain mustard. You go buy a new little jar of whole grain mustard. Like, oh, shoot. I already have And then you open it up again. You're like, well, I have seven of these in the refrigerator already? Every single time. Yeah. For us, it's more kind of like vegetables that just end up down in the back. Now, I, I know you're trying to clean this thing Those out. rot, though. Those they start do. to get no, gross. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like just as simple as, can you make sure we're checking this? Like I'm talking about myself here. Check this thing once a week. Did you see the salsa way from the, the '90s? <laughs> yeah, no, that's another one. You always because if you want chips and salsa, yeah, you buy chips and salsa. You yep. buy right. both of them. So there's a, a sound on TikTok. COVID. It's like, go to the grocery store, buy a bottle of hoisin sauce, go to home. I see my bottle of hoisin sauce. <laughs> go to the grocery store. Anyway, it's uh, I'll send it to you guys. Hoisin sauce is you need like a spoonful tops, and they sell right, it in, exactly. They so sell it, it in bottles that are like by the gallon. Yeah, you, exactly. you can never, you could never, you you could open a Chinese restaurant. And you're not using that much hoisin sauce. It's it's impossible to do it. Did you see the My way mom, that the way has a lifetime supply of hoisin sauce? Every, okay. everybody's mom does. Uh, cost, Costco. Costco. Yeah, gigantic. What are you the one like, that's gonna, never been to Costco? Is that I've you? I've never been to Costco. Wait, wait. Still. What were you eating during COVID that you bought? Was it Parmesan cheese or oh, something? Oh, I stacked up on the uh, the green cans of the Parmesan cheese. Like the craft one? Yeah, the craft. That's my favorite. Uh, he was like the black market hookup yeah, for Parmesan during that so time. I had so much Parmesan because there was going to be a Parmesan <laughs> shortage at one point. You didn't want to buy real Parmesan I cheese it, at no, any I point? No, I put that that canned cheese on everything. It's it's like salt <laughs> it's like, look, or cheese. It's not. It's it's that's all it's 
in there yeah. is salt and cheese, but there is good Parmesan. Everyone yeah. was fighting for paper towels and toilet paper. No, He's like, I just want the I parm. Was, I was on the cutting edge of the Parmesan <laughs> you, cheese shortage. Do you still have it stacked up like in I your do. pantry? I, now I've got too much Parmesan cheese. <laughs> You're rooting for another, uh, what was it called, lockdown. Lo- yeah, <laughs> no, don't, don't definitely mention, not. Definitely not. Don't mention the pantry to uh Jorge to slept Jorge. in the pantry as a child. Yeah. We've slept just, in we the discovered pantry? that today, yes. Yeah. Like where all the food is? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a walk-in pantry, so it was enough space. It was a full house. It was a full house. Really? It was a full house for the So holidays. you slept in the pantry? Yeah. Why would we just put blankets in there, door, you know, whatever? We did the yeah. laundry room. Next to the spaghetti. A couple nights in the I laundry s- room. I'll tell you, my brothers and I had an apartment in Toledo where I slept on the floor for about a year. On the floor? On the floor Oof. for about a year. Like in a sleeping bag or just on uh, the floor? Just with a blanket on top, yep. but on the floor. <laughs> like, I, would you do your bed you in the morning? You have two brothers, right? I have two brothers. So yeah. I was living with my brother, Brian, his wife, his baby, uh, his wife's brother, my brother, and me. So it was like, uh, what is it, seven people in How a two-bedroom apartment. I was uh, all of 22 years old. You should have bought a sleeping bag. Probably should have <laughs> bought a sleeping bag. Like, if you're going to say you're 16, then your brother should have bought you a sleeping yeah, bag. Yeah. But if you're 22, then you should Can have you see him in the morning, bag. like, making his bed? He's just getting the blanket on the floor. We got so kicked out of that apartment building. So kicked out. So 4th of July. Uh, we had uh, bottle rockets, and uh, we found a way fun. to shoot them through the apartment building, <laughs> like through the front door and out the back door, and we were just That sounds like through. fun. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> they hated it, I was going to say, it sounds like they had yeah. a reason to we, we move on. These are things you do in your apartment when you're 22 Correct. and not in your home as an adult. I have stopped my <laughs> bottle rocket hey, obsession. Open, slide open the back door. Yeah, let's do. I got a box of bottle rockets move that I want to shoot dogs. through. We talked about it today, and it uh, brought me back to my uh, young younger days. Let's do a little super cross talk. So what's new, Mace? Well, what is new? We were trying it's to think. Rain. Of, I love the rain. Start? It's so great when it rains in LA. Isn't that fantastic? I didn't I mean, know well, it was raining. The freeway I'm melted. Just glad that we now can, it's raining. We can stack <laughs> rain on top of taking off maybe the most important freeway in the yeah. city. Who needs the that's tent? A, that's a good, good afternoon, deal. Mace. Good afternoon. We f- I found the sweet spot. It's five fifteen. Five fifteen. If I leave at five fifteen in the morning, I can get here at about the normal amount of time. Right, because are you affected by the melted freeway? Very much so. Okay, very much so. So usually it takes me about an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, if I leave at five fifteen now, it still takes me about an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay, Not so if you leave a little earlier, if I would left when I was leaving pre freeway melting, two plus. What time do you get here in the day? Uh, today or usually? Usually seven. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You you are, and you and Emily meet during that. What's the process? Well, Emily Emily usually beats me here. She's usually here a few minutes ahead of me. And but she tells her roommate stories then. <laughs> no, yes. one of her roommates did yeah. this. Hey, did you? Were you a, a PBS watcher, like the cartoons, at any point in your life? I watched uh, Electric Company. Okay. I watched Zoom. Okay. Do you remember Zoom, I, Zoom, Zuma, Zoom? I remember the electric. You know, Morgan Freeman was on the electric. Company. I know he was. <laughs> yeah. And the and Oscar winner Rita Moreno was on there. Oh, really? Yeah. I, she was also so on there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull She was on Electric right Company. Hey, uh, you guys. Emily, which I did not notice until she told me this, is dressed as a famous um, PBS cartoon character today, inadvertently. So I'm going to pull this up. Okay. 
that's Arthur. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I totally see okay. that. Are, yeah. you, are you seeing Emily's? You've got the glasses. <laughs> you've got the yeah, sweater. The, whole thing. the jeans. The and jeans. then I just have tennis shoes, but I don't have what red tennis you've shoes. You've got the ears? Yeah. Well, no, not quite the ears. At least the ears are on the side head. of your head, yeah, right? Side of your head. <laughs> exactly. If they were on the top of your head, yeah. you would be a dead ringer, yeah. Yeah, separated at birth. M and Arthur. What cartoon was that from? Arthur. Oh, that's the name yeah, of the car? Arthur, and he he uh, he had a, a very sassy sister named yeah. D.W. D.W. I, I never watched Arthur. What was the years? I didn't that? watch it either. Yeah. Late late 90s? 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. yeah, right. My sweet spot. Yeah, you know, I went. I uh, had a pilot for PBS that I did for a talk show years ago. Tell me more. Uh, and uh, so PBS, we made a deal with PBS in Washington, and we were going to create a companion show for Charlie Rose, and okay. we were going to come on after Charlie Rose every night. And uh, we did a demo reel, and we had, I forget who was on there. You say we. Were you the host, or you have a co-host? I was the host. Okay. I was the host. Okay. So we had a whole bunch of people uh, uh, do a, a test show, and it went to PBS, and in the end, they couldn't sell it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah it's, shows are super expensive at PBS, and you got to have the... The Arthur Miller Foundation, or mm. what, all that stuff, it never you just couldn't quite, get your hands on some of that Sesame Street money. Could not quite <laughs> get there. I was so close. Who did so you do close. the test show with? Did you get like a real celeb uh, or a newsmaker? I, I had uh, no. They were all kind of interesting PBSy kind of people. PBSy, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah I sound like a PBS guy, don't I? <laughs> I wonder um, why they couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so I, all I, you PBSs. I remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You don't oh, get okay. it. I remember uh, James Cromwell. I remember oh. uh, the composer Elmer Bernstein. I remember Joan Van Ark. I remember Peter Melman, who was a writer on I Seinfeld. I would have watched this show. It was, it's, it was really, really good. Now, what I've done is, this will be interesting, I'm in the middle of uh, digitizing all of my old stuff. Oh, very nice. Using that legacy yeah. box thing. So I'm waiting for it to come back. But one of the things that is going to be digitized is that demo oh, reel. Oh, you still have the, the copy? I still have the actual demo reel, yeah. So I'm going to digitize was it. That. So I'm, I'm in my mind's eye, and maybe it's just because you said Charlie Rose. Yep. Was it like the black set where it was just two black chairs, set. a table, and the two, the host and the guests were lit? That's Not it? even a table. It was more Tom Snyder style, which is okay. sitting across from each other with no table in between. You're yeah. Just basically, and then you're shooting over the shoulder, and you're getting. Uh, it's really, really. Because cool. the production value on Charlie Rose was two chairs, a desk, and some lights. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. He he. I want your show to get green lit, Mace. You green should, you should it's run it right now. No, no, back. Yeah, still try. Did you ever try to do a a, a TV show like that, Slee? Uh, no. no, no, me neither. They no, don't put, never. They don't put this on TV. Yeah, I, was, I always took my shot. I was like, all right. You wanted to be I'll a late night host, didn't you? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wanted to be a late night host in the vein of uh, of Snyder or any of the kind of old school guys that did it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I, I didn't want to be. Letterman. James Corden and doing dances in the middle of the street. Oh, so you want to do something interesting, right? I, exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to do you know Jimmy Fallon with you know every all these goofy skits. Well, I wanted to just do conversation. You could just stand next to somebody who does something interesting and wave your arms around. Hey, that's, that's the Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon experience. Yeah, you're a big Jimmy Fallon fan. Loves Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah, like, look, he loves Jimmy Fallon. Now he's successful. He's and, done well, and, and he's done really well. So I don't begrudge anybody their success. Yes, if you've found your lane. Good for you. But just standing next to the guy that does the thing and jumping up and down. Yeah, feels. And I then see, no matter who comes reachable. on, whoever, who comes on musically, it's like Jimmy has to be part of the number. Yeah. It's like, no, Jimmy, you're the host. Let them do their performance. Now, do you not like Jimmy the way No, I, I think Jimmy's okay. Like? He's not my first choice. Yeah. I, I like Kimmel the best. Kimmel's my favorite. It's, 
Me, me too. I yeah. don't. I don't dislike Colbert. Like Colbert is that's cool. Colbert. But if you want politics, you go to Colbert. That's and why I, I really don't. In my late night talk, yep. I don't want politics. Yep. Kimmel. Kimmel is the most like the ones that you and I grew up with. Yes. Like the Carsons and the Lettermans and those sorts of exactly. Things. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody liked Conan, huh? I used to love Conan. I never. I never no. watched Conan. Never. No. His his sense of humor is different. It's more dry. Um, and he still does a lot of stuff. I think this is all YouTube based and everything yeah. else, but. I don't feel like you guys didn't really care for Conan, right? Yeah, I, I, never... I wouldn't go that far. I didn't dislike Conan. Conan was really hit and miss with me. When it hit, I thought it yeah. was hilarious. Great, and when it didn't, it was But dumb. it didn't, the batting average wasn't where I needed it to be. Sure. Yeah, Conan's got its, you know, he's got his niche of people. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I was a big Letterman guy. Letterman was my favorite of all time. Probably more than anything, that's where my sense of humor came from was Letterman. Do you? Sh- go well, ahead, I was going to say, were you, because I think Mace was going to be at that same game. We were talking about the Rams and I the Chiefs there. game. I heard you guys talking about it. It's the most <laughs> unbelievable night. It's got to be the top two or three things I've ever seen with my own two eyes. It's one of the coolest things I've ever been at was that game. And, you know, one of the great things about it was you mentioned that Shakira tore up the field down in Mexico <laughs> right. City, and that's why the game had to right. move. Remember, it moved at the last minute. Yeah, it moved like a, few a few days, days before. before. And that meant that it was all Rams fans in the building. There were no Chiefs fans. Oh, yeah, that's it right. It was all come. Rams fans because mm-hmm. the tickets went on sale super late. It was a weird week, too, because a couple of other things happened that week. That what else? There was the huge fire going on at the same time. Correct. So there was a lot of smoke in the air. And there were a lot of first responders first that were invited responders. to the game. And yeah. the other reason there were a lot of first responders there, sadly, it was the same week of the shooting in Thousand Oaks. Oh, oh yeah, right? that's so right. So they had yeah. a lot that's of right. the, There was just so many different things going on in yeah. the city at the same time. And then you put together – Maybe the greatest NFL yeah. game, at least as far as just points and explosions and everything go. The, I don't know if you heard the list that Emily rat, rattled off. The Rams only scored 29, or excuse me, they scored 29 or more points 15 times that season. Yeah, that's crazy. Or maybe it's 14. I forget if it was a 14. It was 15. 15. 15. There was three times they scored under 30, but one was 29. Yeah, but I mean, what about this year? The greatest show on turf, man. There We are just yeah, rolling up points look, game after game. The Packers game. Just yeah, the optimistic. Offense. You yeah. have to pay your visa occasionally. Yeah. And yeah. This, this is, you went and had the vacation of your life. It's true. You went around the world twice. Yeah. You went to the Super Bowl. You yep. won a Super Bowl. You bought all these players. You gave out all these draft picks. And eventually that bill or i guess it doesn't now you're only allowed anymore. to go to work and home right just go back and forth right plus i think realistically like i was talking to juan about this and you don't really get to complain when you won the super bowl what's just the a statute of, of limitations yeah when you start getting angry again when you can like frustrated. It, it doesn't is it five years i was just gonna say i yeah, got a number. five years feels about right so we're talking 2026 yeah, 2020. I'm already a little again? pissed off about 2026. <laughs> okay, so I Rams, thought we would be in a better spot. Rams, let's just say is <laughs> let's say it's you guys said five years. Yeah. When did they move back? The official year 2016. was 2016. Okay, 2016. If I told you that in 2016 you were going to get one Super Bowl. Yep. Between 2016 and 2030, would you say? I'm okay with that. Or would you say no? I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble here. I'm gonna take the chance. It, it, you know, it depends. So you can have really fun, competitive years without winning the Super Bowl, right? I mean, if you're a team that's in it around it um, all the time, I'll take that. But the fun starts going away. 
The fun does. We are obviously in the not fun part of the uh, transition. I, I, I don't think it can just be a how many Super Bowls or NBA championships did you get in X amount of years, right? It's the are you exciting? Are you interesting? Are you in the mix? Right? Kind of what because he's saying, yeah. It, it needs to be – it can't be, hey, we won the Super Bowl, and every other year you went 4-13. and 13. Right, right. Sure. It, it, it can't be that. It can't be the Jeff Fisher era where it's just, you know, 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, right. and 6-10, and ten, and then you get one that spikes. Well, and it has it, good. right? It's just these – these two years after the Super Bowl yes. is where you're paying the bill most. Before that, it's been very exciting. Right, right. It's not like the Rams didn't have exciting years prior. I mean, since Sean McVay has been here. Well, they've been to the Super Bowl twice, twice. in five years. Yeah, I mean, you can't complain. Like, I was talking no, to somebody who's a Broncos not. fan, and they're like, oh, we never won. I'm like, you just won the Super Bowl seven years ago. Shut yeah. up. You know, like, that's pretty good. Now, yes, they've also been terrible ever terrible. since then. Right. Not just not good. The Rams won, went to the Super Bowl, missed, came back, were – Okay. Yep. Then won it, and now, and now they're in the now to- you're toilet. In the, yeah. the, the, the ebb, yeah. shall we say? Yeah. We need to get back to the flow days. Yes. That's what needs to happen. You guys have McVeigh coming up here. Yeah, in a McVeigh's bit, coming up in a while. Don't yeah. ask him a soup question. I've heard that he doesn't I, like soup those. Soup questions. Yeah. No off soup the board. <laughs> no soup for you. Off the board. We still, uh, you know, I don't. Let's see no here. soup for you. Yeah. Oh, I have you, no idea what that means. Yep. Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> that's Coach That's McVay. the answer that you would get. Yeah. And I heard you talking about: Do you want him to win? Do you want him to lose? Uh, I, I want him to win, but I also don't want to win six or seven games. That doesn't interest me all that much. You guys can ask him that question as well. Super Crosstalk is brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.